Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit has become one of the most confusing topics in the church. Because anytime we talk about the Holy Spirit, a lot of ideas begin to happen. Okay? Confusion, not because the Holy Spirit as a person is confusing or, com- or complicated. No. It is confusing and complicated because human beings and even members of the church are always, they always have this, uh, these tendencies to swing between two extremes. We like to operate between two extremes. And the body of Christ is not an exception. We enjoy swinging between two extremes. On one hand are those who are obsessed with the idea of the Holy Spirit. His manifestation and his leading. Every small thing the Holy Spirit told me. Every small thing the Holy Spirit told me. And then they wake up in the morning, the Holy Spirit told them something. And then in the afternoon, the Holy Spirit is telling them something that was completely different from what he told them in the morning. And then I begin to ask you, is Holy Spirit confused? Doesn't the Holy Spirit make up his mind what he wants to do? So there are people like that who are obsessed with the idea of the Holy Spirit, his manifestation, his leading. These are people who elevate their subjective experience above the objective truth of the word of God. The Holy Spirit will not go against the word of God. But there are people who will tell you that the Holy Spirit told them to do something. The Holy Spirit told me to divorce my wife. The Holy Spirit told me to slap my face, slap my wife. All those kind of things that you know that is not the Holy Spirit. But there are people like that. That is one angle. There's another angle, another group of people within the church on the other side who are who completely ignore the Holy Spirit. Or they pay lip service to the Holy Spirit. They do not believe in the Holy Spirit. I remember we were attending a church when we first moved to Nashville. And when we were praying, they said, well, if it is the will of God that the person should be healed. I said, what do you mean if it is the will of God? The Bible already told us that he wants us to be in health. So what are you telling me is the will of God? They believe. I remember getting an argument when I was still doing the graduate program in one of the local universities here. Getting an argument and the professor was telling us that uh, the days of miracles are over. The days of uh, the Holy Spirit is over. That everything ended when the Bible was completed. I said, my brother, the fact that you have not experienced the Holy Spirit doesn't mean the Holy Spirit does not exist. There is something we eat in Nigeria that is called ever. Most Americans don't know what ever is. If I tell you there is an existence of ever, the fact that you don't know that there is an ever doesn't mean that there is no ever. Abi? Uh-huh. And for those of us who are from Nigeria who have never eaten apple pie before, if I tell you apple pie, apple pie is the best thing that ever happened after sliced bread, the fact that you have never tasted apple pie doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. The point I'm making is that there are people who believe, there are people who are convinced that the Holy Spirit is not, you know, it's, 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 no, it's, no, longer, uh, it's no longer operational in our midst. That everything that is done at the time of the Holy Spirit ended in the days of the apostles. And then there's another third group. This thought group are completely unconcerned and they are indifferent towards the Holy Spirit. They, these are the people who focus their attention on the utilitarian value of the Christian faith. And what do I mean by that? They are the people who believe that the gospel is like a product. The church is a business. Sin is a psychological issue that requires therapy. Okay? So for them, it is not repentance of sin. It is the therapy of sin. There are people like that. that there are churches like that. Okay? And these are the group of people who believe that the Holy Spirit is not necessary. 
When you get into their churches, what they do is that they make sure they, they temper the mood. The man studies a lot of psychology and he preaches a lot of psychology. He will turn down the music, play the piano when he wants to collect money. When he wants to minister to you to go and begin to volunteer for volunteer for mission. He will give you the, all the images of the children in Ethiopia. Give you the images of children in Africa who are having their flies in their nose. He will, that's what, he will play on your emotion but he doesn't believe in the Holy Spirit. So there are people like that. Now these three views of the Holy Spirit has created a broad category of people within the church. The first problem, the first group of people that he has created he has created what I refer to as the charismatic mystics. The charismatic mystic, people who are obsessed with the Holy Spirit, he has created this system has created a rigid legalist, people who only believe in the letter of the word and they do not even believe in the power of the Spirit. And it also has created a group of people that I refer to as the psychology, uh, psychological pragmatists, people who believe that you can manipulate the emotions of people to get what you want. So those are all the kind of people that we are going on in the house. But the result of this confusion about the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit has created a generation of believers that Paul the Apostle was telling Timothy about in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 reading from verse number 1, Paul the Apostle wrote he said, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy without natural affection, truth breakers False accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those of those that are good, traitor, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. He said, "From such turn away." For, they, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, leading with sin, led, uh, led away with diverse laws, ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. See, these are the kind of people that you create when you do not understand the person and the power and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In other words, because the church is confused about the understanding of the of who the Holy Spirit is and his ministry in our midst, we have created unregenerated believers. All you have to do is after ministration, I'm talking about money for about 30 minutes or one hour. The next thing you say, if you want to have access to this blessing of God, raise up your hand and become born again right now. Be born again right now. Be born again right now. The person who is born again doesn't even know what sin is. That's right. It's not convicted by the Spirit of the Almighty God. And you want him to be born again. And the man raises his hand. He walks up to the altar. He says, I'm born again. And now he now begins to play God like a kalu-kalu. Sorry, um, um, kalu-kalu is... Um, um, what is kalu-kalu? A slot machine. He started playing God like a slot machine. All you have to do is put a dollar inside the slot machine of God. When you come to church, you raise the envelope. You pray. You listen to the prayer that Brani prays. And you raise it up. And God put it down. And like Sister D says, by the end of the week, you get a hundred dollar. That is a slot machine. God is not a slot machine. I tell people God is not a magician. And this happens because people do not understand the person and the, and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit convicts people of sin. When you have not introduced it to them, they will never be convinced of sin. So when the church is confused about the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the first problem you will see is you will have unregenerated, unregenerated believers. Number two, you will have shallow and superficial Christians. People who say, yes, they believe in God, they believe in God. But if you test them deeper, they are doing something else. Number three, you will see people who have a lot of knowledge about the word of God. People who have spent years in the, in the church. People who say that, yes, they were born in church. Some of them will say, yes, I've been doing church a very long time. They know a lot about the church, but they are void of the power of the Almighty God. The power for holy living. The power for righteous living. The power to be able to love one another. They, they fail those things because they, they do not understand the power and the ministry of the Holy Ghost in the life of a believer. Not only that, when we are confused about the person of the Holy Spirit, we begin to have relationship without righteousness. Yeah. 
You are working with God, but you don't know how to work with Him. You are working with God, but there's a lot of sin in your life. You are working with God, but there's a lot of disobedience. Not only that, when the church does not understand the person and the ministry of the Holy Ghost, what you find is that there is a gospel that is preached, but people are not saved. People walk up the eye, but they do not know the God that they are serving. Not only that, you have a religion without responsibility. People who believe that they can do whatever they have done, like in the house of God, that is what they call grace. And Paul the Apostle said, can we continue to sin and expect the grace of God to multiply? He said, no way. No way. God forbid. So religion without responsibility is the result. And then you now have a Christ that cannot deliver from sin. And I tell people, if your religion does not take away lying from your life, if your religion does not take away sin from your life, if your Jesus Christ does not take away cheating, if your Jesus Christ does not take away the things uh, you know from your life, you have missed the point. That G- that particular Jesus that you are serving will not take you anywhere. So when we misplace the par- the character of Christ, when we so when we misplace the person of the Holy Spirit, we will begin to have we begin to preach a, a Jesus a Christ that cannot deliver from sin. But the Bible tells us something in the book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, reading from verse number 16, the Bible tells us. It says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that you do not do the things that you wish to do. The question then is, if Christians, if as Christians we do not understand, or we misunderstand the person and the ministry of the Holy Ghost, how can we walk in the Spirit? If you don't even know who the Spirit of the Almighty God is. Yeah. If you don't even understand the ministry of the Almighty, the ministry of the Spirit of God, how can you walk in the Spirit? If as Christians we are confused as to the manifestation of the gift of God, how are you going to do the work of God by the gift of the Spirit of God? How are you going to do it? How are you going to deploy that particular gift in the preaching of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? That is why it is very, very important that you, that me, that we understand not just the person of our Lord, of, of the Holy Spirit, but to understand his ministry and his function in our midst. And some will be asking, what is this big deal about this Holy Spirit? Why is this Holy Spirit very important to us? Why is the Holy Spirit very important in the life of a believer? Why is it even necessary for you to have the Holy Spirit in the first place? Do you know, why do we even need to have the Holy Spirit in our lives in the first place? To understand the need for the Holy Spirit and it's important in the life of a believer, you must first of all understand the person of the Holy Spirit and his ministry in our lives. So the question is, who is the Holy Spirit? Who or what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a person, not a mystical force or a, or a mystical influence. It's not something that, you know, just one, one impersonal force that just comes upon you and you don't know what's doing. Some people say that the Holy Spirit pained them to the wall. I begin to wonder, which Holy Spirit are you talking about? You know, so the idea is that it's not an impersonal force. It's not a mystical figure. It's a person. The Bible makes you understand that it says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper and he will abide with you. A force does not abide. A person only abides with you. The Holy Spirit Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark, Matthew chapter 3, reading from verse number 16, when Jesus Christ was, was being baptized. He said, and when he, has been, when he has been baptized, Jesus Christ came out immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened unto him. And, and, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is, is God. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, reading from verse number 17. He said, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So the Holy Spirit is not a force, it's a person. 
The Holy Spirit is not a force, is the, is the, is the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God. And being a person, the Holy Spirit has intellect. The Holy Spirit has emotion. The Holy Spirit has will. And apart from the personality of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is involved or active in the affairs of believers on a daily basis. And that is why he calls believers into service. The Bible makes us to understand that no man takes this call upon himself. No man takes this honor upon himself. Except he that is called, just like Aaron was. It is the Holy Spirit that calls you into service. If you read the book of Acts chapter 13, reading from verse number 2. The Bible says, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. That means a person. The Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. It is the Spirit of God that calls to serve it. It is the Spirit of God that empowers you to be able to testify and to be able to witness about the Almighty God. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, when you see somebody, you will not be able to talk to that person. You will be ashamed of the gospel. But it is the Holy Spirit that calls you to service. It is the one that gives you the power to testify. It is the Spirit of the Almighty God that intercedes for us. And as the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit is the chief executive in the operations of heaven. Okay? And you will see it in the, you will see the work of the Holy Spirit in the ministry of creation. The Bible tells on the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. In other words, it is the Spirit of the Almighty God that created what the Almighty God said. And that's why when the Lord God Almighty said he was going to send a deliverer, it was the Holy Spirit that created, that made sure that the Word of God became flesh in the womb of Mary. It was the Holy Spirit. That's why, that's why the Bible says that the Spirit of God now came upon Mary, overshadowed Mary. And before you know what's happening, a child was born. It is the Spirit of God that executes the Word of God to you. In other words, when you receive a promise of God, when you receive a Word of God from the Almighty God, that Word only comes alive. That Word only becomes a reality when the Spirit of God preaches upon it. So it's the Spirit of God that executes the Word of God. It's the Spirit of God that gives inspiration. It's the Spirit of God that gives interpretation. It's the Spirit of God that gives revelation of the Word of God. And that is why you open the scriptures that you are reading. The same verse that you have been reading over and over and over. When God wants to talk to you, the Lord breathes upon that page of scripture. It comes alive and it has a new meaning to you. It begins to tell you something that will minister to you at that point in time. It is the spirit of God that gives you inspiration. That gives you interpretation of what the word of God means. And it gives you the revelation of what the word of, what the word of God also says. It is the spirit of God that ministers to regeneration in the heart of a man. A person cannot be born again by the accus- by the argument of a preacher. No. No matter how good you are in arguments, I can argue you into the kingdom of God. If I argue you into the kingdom of God, somebody else can come and argue you out of the kingdom of God. It is possible. And that is why you see somebody today, say, they say they are following the Lord, and then tomorrow they are out of the Lord. It is because somebody argued them, somebody forced them into the kingdom of God. But when the Spirit of God does the work of salvation in your life, you regenerate your spirit, and now you are part of the kingdom of God. And nothing can take you away, because the Bible tells us that the sheep that God has given unto me, it said none of them is lost. Because the Almighty God makes sure that He does a perfect work in your life. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit is the ministry of regeneration. It is the ministry of intercession. The Bible says He prays for us. Not only that is the spirit of sanctification. It separates your spirit. It takes out the Adamic nature. It roots out the sin in your life and gives you and makes you a holy person unto the Almighty God. The spirit of the ministration of the Spirit of the Almighty God is the ministry of teaching. 
The Bible makes us to understand. It said, but the helper, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things and bring you to remembrance of all things that I've said unto you. The Spirit of God is the one that teaches you. Because I can talk all the grammar here from now till tomorrow. Unless the Spirit of God preached upon the word. And that is why you will notice anytime we pray. We say that the Lord God Almighty, that our faith, that the Spirit of God will mix with that, our faith will mix with the word so that it can do us good. Until the Spirit of God breathes upon the word of God that you are hearing, it is a useless word. It's just hot air coming out. The Spirit of God is the one that is involved in the ministry of teaching. It's also the Spirit of God that is involved in the ministry of power, the ministry of healing, the ministry of deliverance. That is why the word of God can come out to you and say there is somebody here who something is happening to their life. If you do X, Y, and Z, the Lord Almighty will take it away. And you will find that that thing is taken away. The yoke is broken. It's not because of the man. It's not because the man, even sometimes the man doesn't even know what is going on. He just knows that the Spirit of God asks him to say something and he says it and that's the end of the story. The Lord Almighty delivered. He prays to you. He released healing. He might ask first, okay, put an anointing oil in your hand, lay it upon their head. And as he lays it upon their head, the yoke in their life will be broken. And it is broken. It is not the man that put the oil. It is not the oil that is doing it. It is the Spirit of God that is giving you the ministry of power, which is the heal and to deliver. And that's why Jesus Christ said in the book of Luke chapter 4, in verse number 18, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to, to, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. It is the Spirit of God that does that ministry of power. Now that you have an understanding, the question is, why do you need the Holy Spirit? Why do you need the Holy Spirit? Why do you as a believer need the Holy Spirit? If you read that book, if you read the book of John, John chapter 14, reading from verse number 16, the Bible tells us, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwells with you, and shall be in you. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have told unto you. The Holy Spirit is important to you, it's important to me, because number one, is the one that comforts and abides with you. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, there is going to be tribulation, there is going to be persecution. When those persecutions come, the only way you can be comforted is not because of what I'm going to say, or because of the support the church will give you, or because of the money that the check we are going to write. The issue, the only way you can be comforted is when the Holy Spirit comforts you and abides with you. That's why you need Him. Number two is because of the revelation of the truth that He will give unto you. The Lord will open your eyes to see things that you do not even expect to see. And that is why you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is important to you because it teaches you the things that you do not know. It's important to you because it reminds you of the promises of God for you. Remember what we had with you when we were collecting offering this morning. Our brother was telling us, this is the revelation that came. That you have done a lot of things in your life. But you have to be able to change your attitude to be able to receive them. And that only happens because the Spirit will remind you of the things that He wants to do, do unto us. So now you understand why the Holy Spirit is important. The question now is, the question now is, why, why do you even, you know, why do you even need the Holy Spirit to operate in your life? Acts chapter 1, reading from verse number 4. 
The Bible tells us that being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with, his Holy, with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, when will, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or season which the Father has put in, the, in his own authority. But ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and you shall be my and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria, and at the end of the earth. From this verse of the scripture you will see, we need the Holy Spirit because of the supernatural power that is required to live and to do the work of God. The Bible says, by the arm of the flesh shall no man prevail. In other words, when you try to do this journey, when you try to walk this walk in your own power, you will fail. Because somebody's going to piss you off. Somebody's going to do something that is not going to make you happy. At the end of the day, you'll find that in your own power, you'll not be able to proceed. But for you to be able to walk the Christian walk, you need the supernatural power. For you to be able to do the what they will do what God has asked you to do, you need the, you need the supernatural power. And that is why you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit because you need the power to be able to witness. There is a difference. There is a way you will speak. I mean, just imagine before you were born again, you heard the gospel. You saw the church. You passed through. You, you, you drove past a number of churches. What they were saying didn't make sense. But one day somebody preached to you. And you got the message. And it began to make sense to you. And it began, and you began to come to church. The same people you were laughing at, you now became part of them. The thing that you never thought you were going to do, you started doing it. When you come to church and you see people dancing, you just want to kill on them now. What is making them happy? That's what I mean. What is making them happy? But at the end of the day, the same thing now, when we are singing, you two are also jumping out. What is making you two also happy? It is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the one that gives the power to be able to witness. It's the power that transforms you. It's the power that makes you to begin to see what doesn't make sense in the past to begin to start making sense right now. It is the Spirit of the Almighty God that gives you the power for holy living. That's why you need Him. You will notice that there are certain things that you can do that we were doing before. All of a sudden, it started stinking to you. Those, those things don't appeal to you anymore. Those things don't, don't, they don't, they don't tickle your fancy anymore because the Holy Spirit has created something else in your spirit. And caused you to become a new creation. Not only that, he has given you, you need the Holy Spirit because you need supernatural guidance. Because in your own wisdom, you cannot do anything. In your own power, you are limited. All your connection will not be able to get you through certain things in life. But the supernatural guidance of God is the one that turns things around. And it is the Holy Spirit that gives you that. Not only that, there are spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts that you need. The Bible says that the manifestation of the Spirit is given, for one, given to each one for, for the profit of all. For to one is given this way the word of wisdom through the spirit, another the word of knowledge through the spirit, another to a word of faith through the same spirit, another the gift of healing through the same spirit. In other words, for you to be able to show and to manifest that God is still alive and well in our midst, you need the gifts of the spirit. And it is the only the spirit that can give it to you. You can manufacture it, but it will not work. You can say, Thus says the Lord when God has not spoken, but we will know soon we will find out. Okay, soon we will find out because as wise you keep saying, "Thus says the Lord." Does the, the people have done it in the Old Testament? Bible said that he said, "Woe unto the man that said, Thus says the Lord,' when the Lord has not spoken." So the idea is that you need the Spirit because of the supernatural gift. You need the Spirit because of the fruit of the spirits. There are some people you just can't love. There are some people you look at them; they just turn your stomach. 
There are some people you, you know what I mean, they don't have any, they don't have any altar of likeness in their body. But you as a believer, you find out that you're able to relate with them. Not because you're a superman, but because of the spirit of the Almighty God walking in you. I used to tell people, if you cut this body, now blood, blood will come out of it. It's the same blood that affects everybody. The thing that I'm doing today, because the thing that is doing, that the other people are doing, that is taking them to jail, I have the capacity to do it also. The only reason why I'm not doing it is because of the grace of God. And because of the Spirit of God in our lives. So it's the Spirit of God that gives us the fruit of the Spirit. And that fruit of the Spirit of love, the fruit of kindness, the kindness, of peace, of gentleness, of faithfulness, of self-control. All those things happen because of the Holy Spirit and His ministry in our lives. And that's why you need Him. You need the Holy Spirit because of the guarantee of heaven. It is the Spirit that guarantees that yes, you belong to God. If you read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse, I think verse 5, it tells us, they say, it is the Spirit of the Almighty God that puts a seal upon you that you are one of His own. Because as soon as you are born again, He puts a seal upon you and says, yes, this one belongs to me. It is the Spirit of God that does that. That gives you that assurance. Now, these are just some of the reasons why you need the Holy Spirit. Now, when the church or the believer does not know the person of the Holy Spirit or has not encountered the ministry of the Holy Spirit, let me tell you what is going to happen. What will happen is what you see in the book of John chapter 20 verse 19. John 20 verse 19. When the church or the body of Christ or an individual has not encountered the person or the ministry of the Holy Spirit, this is what happens to them. The Bible tells us in John chapter 20 verse 20 verse 19, it says the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus stood in the midst, in the midst and said unto them, Peace unto you. In other words, when the Spirit of the Almighty God is not known, when the ministry of the Spirit of the Almighty God is still strange in the life of an individual, what you find is that fear will abound. Number two, you will close the door of ministry, the door of opportunity of bringing others to the Savior. When the ministry and the person of the Holy Spirit is not known, the minute you begin to minister in the arm of the flesh. You begin to do it by your own power. You think you are the one who is wise, but you will not be able to move forward. When the Spirit and the when the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not known, what you begin to do is that you begin to minister without power. You begin to minister without evidence and you'll find out that things are not moving according to the promise that God has given. When the spirit is not there, you cannot do anything. You may appear to be making progress. You can gather the people but you find out that the evidence of the power and the presence of the almighty God will be lacking in such places. Prayer can be said. Multitude of prayer can be said but you will not see the evidence of answered prayer when the spirit of God is missing. The question this morning is not if you have the Spirit. Because for as many who are born again, they have the Spirit of God inside of them. The question this morning is, do you know the person of that Holy Spirit? Do you know him? It's one thing for you to have somebody right next to you, somebody inside of you, and not have a relationship with that person. It is very, very possible for you to know somebody and not even know what that person is capable of doing. Are you living in the reality of the presence of the Holy Spirit? That is the question. Have you experienced the power of the Holy Spirit's ministry in your life? That is what the question is. 
Because this is the day and age where a person who calls himself a believer must be a person who not only knows the Spirit of God, but knows the manifestation of the power and the ministry of Christ. Because our faith is going to be tested. We are coming to the age right now where if you make a particular declaration, those particular declarations will be, will be hated by a group of people and they will come after you. I have said it from this pulpit that if somebody is sufficiently motivated and sufficiently pissed off by the videos that we put on Facebook and the one on YouTube and the, and the words that we are now putting on, on podcast, if somebody is sufficiently pissed off at me, they will find something that will, not make, that, that, that will put me in trouble. They will find it. And we're living in that age right now. The only thing that will sustain you as a believer, the only thing that will keep you going as a believer, is to know who this Holy Spirit is and to enjoy His ministry in your life. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.